Hello, everyone. Well, here we are celebrating 300 episodes of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. A lot of hard work got me here, along with all the TV recapping and movie watching, but I couldn't have done it without the following. Thank you, Bachelor franchise, for five seasons of wackadoo nonsense. Here is a hearty salute to Matt, Katie, Michelle, Gabby and Rachel, and Vanilla Zach, who all proved that we still watch this show for the drama and not the romance. A big shout out to Taylor Swift for making five albums and one incredible tour. I may never be the same. I'd like to shout out to the movie Grease 2 and all the listeners who were so angry with me that I thought no one had ever watched the stellar sequel again. I apologize. Thank you, Hollywood, Netflix, and Amazon Prime for continuing to make movies I can watch even though none of them are true romances. And finally, to the listeners who choose to spend their time listening to me prattle on about reality television, music stars, and pop culture, thank you for joining me, supporting me, and believing in me even when I had trouble doing so. Here's to another 100. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 300 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. Get out. I know. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with Laura Lara, Laura, and we are celebrating 300 episodes. I mean, that's a big day. It is a big day. I'm pretty proud of myself. It's been three, not three, Uh, it's (laughs) been five years almost. I started this in July of 2017. Wow. 300 episodes. Mm -hmm. That's, That's quite an accomplishment. Thanks. Thanks, I appreciate we it. We should do something to celebrate. I think we should. I think we should celebrate 300p. <gasps> Ooh, look at this. What does hundo p mean, Laura? I need you to explain to it because we've done this twice during 100 and 200. Now that we're at 300, it's been 100 episodes ago. People may have forgotten. Yes. In case they have, mm-hmm. hundo p means 100%. 100%. And one of our friends told us about that a long time ago. I don't even remember which one. <laughs> but it turns out that was something that, like, kids were saying. That's right. So we thought it would be really cool to do a podcast like the young kids were doing for Hundo P. Mm-hmm. I don't even think kids say Hundo P Probably anymore. Probably not. But we still do. I think we should. Absolutely. Keep it alive, man. Keep and it so alive. And so we're bringing it back. <laughs> And it, I will say it's one of, it's my, probably my favorite, one of my favorite episodes to do. Yes. Because if it's not on Taylor Swift, it should be on Hundo P. <laughs> so, um, Ironically, Taylor Swift's on your Hundo P list. Way to spoil it! <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you start off with your Hundo P? Okay. Your three Hundo right. P. It wouldn't be fitting if we didn't talk about Taylor. So we should bring her we back. We talked again. about Taylor a couple of episodes ago with the concerts that we went to, and then the Eras Tour concert, and then a couple more before that with the Midnights, and then a couple more before that with all the other albums that That's have come out in right. the last five years. And then, so I've realized that maybe I have this small obsession with Taylor Swift. Have you now? <laughs> tiny bit of obsession because the people at my office like know that I love Taylor I I guess I talk about it a lot especially leading up to the era's tour because it was just a lot going on 
And so then we had these two summer intern, summer clerks that started with us this summer. Mm -hmm. And the very first day they came, we Mm -hmm. were having like breakfast tacos in the conference room. And of course, one of the other attorneys was like, so how's Taylor (laughs) to me? Like we're like best friends. (laughs) And I of course had something to say about something I knew about Taylor Swift. And then I proceeded to make them all, as we went around and did introductions, they each had to say their favorite Taylor Swift song or memory mm. or album mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. event or concert sure. that they've gone to. And at the end, one of the summer clerks who, I mean, doesn't know me really, she just met me. Mm-hmm. She said, so, like, wh- why are you obsessed with Taylor Swift? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's an unusual question. I mean, isn't everyone <laughs> obsessed with Taylor Swift? <laughs> but it's, no, it's just me. Um and hi, uh, <laughs> it's exactly right. And then I thought I maybe need to dial it back yeah. just a little bit in the office. Talk about Taylor maybe Swift. not. I feel responsible for your three hundo p because you had been. Um, I'm gonna say you had been blessed to not know the time suck that is an Instagram reel. That's exactly right. And that's right. Taylor Swift is not just the Hundo P here. The Hundo P for yeah. me, the first one on my list, mm-hmm. is Instagram reels specifically <laughs> of Taylor Swift. Which It's a thing. Is a thing. And I didn't I don't have It's a world. So I don't have TikTok. Mm-mm. So all I have are reels. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I don't think I had ever nope. even pushed that button. Like, I didn't even know that was a real one, which this is also great. So, you made a reel that <laughs> night for Taylor Swift. And I was like, it was this is good. kind of a cute video. I mean, I saw it come through on my feed. I thought, that's a cute video. And I, like, I mean, because you, you posted it. Yes. I don't, I guess it's a difference. You could just, anyways. So, I, I saw it get posted. I liked it. I might have even commented on it. It yeah, was a really great yeah, reel. Thank you. You did an outstanding job. Appreciate it. Then I realized, how do you watch a reel? And someone said you hit that button in the center of your Instagram and it just shows you feeds, like mm-hmm. constant feeds, mm-hmm. to which I can now say I have at least watched the Eras Tour video. I mean, the Eras Tour concerts probably six times. Like some of the songs I watch over and over and over again from different angles. Oh, yeah. I can see them from up high, I can see them from down low, I can see them from the parking lot. I can see him in the rain. Mm-hmm. I mean, one girl at that breakfast taco thing said like, hey, did you know that Taylor Swift played in the rain in Nashville? And I was like, of course I did, Tiffany. Of course I did. In fact, I've seen most of the concert on reels. Come and, on, Tiffany. And I proceeded to say, have you seen the videos? Would you like to? I can show you how to find them. I'm not sure exactly how reels work. Like, I don't know exactly how it feeds me what I want to see. It knows. It but listens. it does. <laughs> and, you know, that's another point that I think we should make of this. There are a lot of people in my life that mm. say, I'm annoyed that the phone listens to me. Yeah. I see ads for things that I talk about. <laughs> I'm not annoyed. In fact, I love it that the phone listens to me because... I may not even realize that I need something. And then I look at it and I'm like, Todd was talking about that. I do need that. I need that in my life. I hadn't written it down. I don't need to write it down. I don't need to carry a notepad with me anymore. I just have it oh. right there. So I love it that the phone listens I'm going to gonna teach you how to save a reel. What? <laughs> oh, I will say, you should love this. The other day, it's like... 
11 o'clock at night and I'm still watching <laughs> reels. I mean, it, it sucks away time. It does. I don't do it. I don't, I'm not on Instagram that often right. during the day. Right. But at nighttime, before I go to bed, I know they say, like, don't mm. look at blue light before you go to bed. But that has gone out the window. So I'm just scrolling through on my phone. And as I get into the reels, I just start seeing Taylor Reel, Taylor Reel, mm-hmm. Taylor Reel. Mm-hmm. One of them was yours. Oh, was it really? Oh, it was yours. And so I thought, no way. I'm in this one. I have no idea how that happened, but I loved it. So fun. It was in just the That's just amazing. Real. I know. I wonder I how many people have looked at it. It was a lot. I should go back and look. That's it, super fun. It was pretty great. So that was my, um, that's my first Hundo P, which I feel like probably most people listen to the podcast are probably like, that was so 2019. Right. But mm, I'm 20. <laughs> I, I'm sure nothing sure. I can do. But, I can do, do but, but you do have another one too that you introduced me to. And I have introduced most Taylor Swift fans. Tell everybody the podcast that's, that that's Grace told you about. This is my second one because I get two on Taylor Swift. That's right. That makes sense. My yeah. second on OB is that um, my friend Grace recommended this podcast to me. It's called Acquired. Mm-hmm. It's... We'll link in the show notes. Yes, that's yep. perfect. Um, she recommended it to me probably three or four months ago. <laughs> She's in my community group uh-huh. and was like, hey, you you like Taylor Swift? Because uh-huh. obviously I talk about it a lot. Yeah. You like Taylor Swift? You should listen to this podcast on her. And I said, what's it about? And she said, it's on business. Like, it's a, it's a technology yeah. podcast that talks about tech companies and how they do business and like... How they how, make it. Yes. And how they succeed. And now when she told me about it three months ago, I kind of rolled my eyes and thought, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I don't really care about tech podcasts. No, thank you. Even, they just probably stuck Taylor Swift on the side of it. Who cares? Didn't think anything of it. Mm -mm. Well, then I I was with her a couple weekends ago and she said, hey, did you ever listen to that podcast? And I was like, no, I I didn't listen to it. In fact, I can't even remember what it was called. (laughs) I didn't even remember her mentioning it. And she was like, I mention this podcast all the time and no one ever listens to it. And you all are huge Taylor Swift fans and you're missing out. Yeah. So I listened and it's incredible. It is. And then I texted you and I said, put it on my hundo P list (laughs) (laughs) because we're going to talk about it. It's two and a half hours. Which isn't bad. Take it in chunks, man. You take Take it in chunks chunks. because it's only one episode. Yes. Um, but you can listen to it in like 20 minute chunks of it. And it's so good. It starts with like her background and it kind of goes through her success Mm -hmm. as As an artist and as a a business. It's just so, so fascinating to me. And you learn about her family and you learn about, um, uh, you learn about the money making business Mm -hmm. of, like royalties yep. and licenses. And why this and happened and why this is bad. Yes. And why more than likely this caused that to happen. It and is like, so I fascinating. Knew, and like I knew that Taylor Swift had power and I knew she fought for the rights of like other artists. kind of lower artists yeah. or artists that might not have a voice like she does. Yes. Things like that. I knew that. But one of the things that I thought was the most interesting was, and I had heard this story a little bit, but was the story of how Apple Music was not going to pay their artists when they when they first started. It was mm-hmm. like three months of free music, and they knew that they had said during those three months the artists weren't going to get paid either. And she took a stand on it and tweeted it out mm-hmm. and basically said, Apple, like, you don't, you don't give us iPhones for free, yep. so why do you feel like you should get free music? Yep. And... 
within 24 hours, Apple changed its mind. Yep. And the people on that podcast were saying, like, that is shocking. That's, this is Apple it's we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. I mean, that is shocking with mm-hmm. one tweet. One tweet. In 24 hours. And, like, the response was, thanks, Taylor Swift, <laughs> at Taylor Swift 13. We'll get on it. <laughs> right. And they said, we'll change it. We we realized the error of ways. We'll yeah. do it. And I thought, like, man, yeah. that is a lot of power. Mm-hmm. So it was... It's just a super interesting podcast. And obviously with like re-recording our music, that's all discussed. Mm -hmm. It's talked about like the 13 management team that runs so many different aspects over it. Mm -hmm. The fact that she could kind of really have her own label if she wanted to. I mean like her But she doesn't because that is a huge undertaking in and of itself. And if you do that, then you're not making music and you're not touring. Exactly. And it was talking about the tours and how much money she makes there. And it was... And how other tours... I didn't understand this, um, but other... So if you do the top tours of all time, whatever, before this current tour, obviously Reputation was her last one. And it was pretty high up, but it wasn't in the top 10. Right. Maybe it was at the end of the top 10, but it wasn't one, two, three, four, five. It wasn't those. But what they kept saying was, but um, hers was not multiple years. This is not multiple yeah. years. And I thought, who goes on tour for years with an S? Am I not paying attention enough to know that that's a thing? I have no idea. I was super surprised by that too. Yeah. And they were also saying some people will go on tours like multiple dates a week. You know, like yeah. they may do like four days a week or five days a week as they're like going from spot to spot because they're like less in- mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. But it was, so it's really, it was really an interesting yeah. podcast. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was... Um, it reminded me once again um, what a, a loser I feel like during <laughs> during the COVID times where she essentially yeah. made two brand new albums, Folklore and Evermore, but at the same time she re-recorded yes. Red and Fearless. And in my mind also, me not knowing things, re-recording to me didn't seem like such a big deal. Right. But the guys on the podcast said to re-record an album to be able to, in your face, call it Taylor's version, which they said was the best name she could have ever called it, was the, you have to get back all the original, if you want it to sound as closely as you can, which she apparently did, get back all the original people who did it. Yeah. Meaning... Original artists, musicians, and right. all the people running the knobs and all the people in the studio and all the people producing the stuff all have to come back yeah. during COVID and do their thing, which is crazy to me to think about. Just crazy. I totally agree. So it was It's a good listen, I think, if you're a fan. Even if you're a fan of music and how yeah. music works. Or if you're a fan of like industry like I think the podcast mm-hmm. was super it was I mean there's a lot of like finance stuff and growth numbers yeah they say a lot of financy words they're they, like oh yeah it's like a such and such such and such and I thought I don't know that word but you're impressed so I'm right. gonna be impressed <laughs> <laughs> exactly right it was it was cool it was it I think it's a good. it was a super interesting podcast I told Grace that I really loved it and then I sent it around to the other community group members. And I was like, Grace has mentioned this before, but you should all really <laughs> listen to it. Because it is legit good. We told it to our friend Stephanie. It is. We're, yes. we're big fans. I sent it to everybody that who I know who loves Taylor Swift. And it feels like a long podcast, but you it goes yeah. by super quick. In chunks. It's great. 
Okay, my first one on Hundo P, this is going to be quick. It's going to be simple. It's an investment on a GE Profile Ice Maker, which is, um, I'm going to say, changed my life in a way that I did not know needed to be changed. How does that sound? Yeah, it does. Sound, I think it, I think it sounds good. Is that good. accurate? I think it's completely accurate. I think it's accurate. I received this as a gift, and it is a pellet ice machine that sits on your counter I would probably say a little bit bigger, more space than an old school drip coffee maker. Does yeah. that sound right? Yeah, it's a little bit bigger than my Keurig. Yes. It yes. sits next to my Keurig and it's kind of yeah. just a little bit boxier. Boxier. You'd need some space. It's not it's not terrible, but you'd need some space. And it is a machine that can produce so much. It's like sonic ice, pellet ice, the soft, the yeah, soft nugget ice. Nugget sometimes ice. people oh call it that. Gosh, and all you have to do is just keep adding water, and it just keeps making ice. I yeah. thought at the first that you only had to make ice when you were making ice, and then you had to turn it off. But it recycles the melted ice that you're not using, and just makes more ice. Right. And whenever you have another Hundo P item, like a Stanley cup, yes, which I think most of the world owns by now, and you put that ice in your Stanley cup at nighttime when you wake up, that ice is still frozen. It's still so good. You are a huge hit at parties or when you entertain people That's over right. at your house because they see all I have to do is dig it, dig into this drawer. Yes. It's right there on the counter. Help yourself, people. And people love it. And people love it because they should. It's so great. I will say it's an investment because it's several hundred dollars, I believe. And again, I got it as a gift. In my mind right now, our, our friend Renelle got one too as a gift and we had both always wanted one. And so we were thinking it knowing what we know now with the ice machine, would we purchase this? Would we tell Ooh, people that's a great question. Hey, you need to purchase this? And both of our answer is yes. Yeah. I totally agree. If you have the means and have the desire to want really awesome ice, then and I just keep a glass pitcher out beside it to where it's just really easy to fill water in. So you're going to say, how many times am I filling water in a day? Um, maybe it's once a day if we are really here eating ice. But if not, it's probably every other day. And it's just half a pitcher of water. Right. And I just pour it into the little reservoir and I'm done. And I think it's also good to say that these ice makers exist also that can be like built in and connected to water lines. Yes. Those are way more expensive. Yes. Like when we're talking about this couple hundred dollars is not the same thing as like it. Cause I, I think not people, the one that looks like a drawer. Right. That looks like a drawer or is built in like a Where little kind wine, of mini fridge. Yeah. Like your almost. wine, wine fridge. It's not that. Those I think are great. It yes. makes the same ice as those. That just, just makes a lot more. That ice. just makes a lot more ice. And that one you don't have to refill because it hooks up and yes. that one stays cold. Yeah. This one is just. It's almost like a coffee maker. Like yeah. It just sits on your yeah. counter and um, it's, yeah. it's amazing. We haven't had any trouble with it. No. Only other thing I would say is it does hum kind of. It does. It makes a noise. It hums. But we've gotten totally used to yes. it. Yes. And it doesn't even yes. like it. And you can kind of hear it when ice comes down. Yes. Like the clinkety clink. Kind yes. Of so if down. you're having something quiet in your house that you need, you know, people to not be speaking, maybe unplug it or just turn it turn off. Yeah. 
And sometimes I turn the power off to let it rest. I don't know why I think in my mind it needs to rest because I don't turn my refrigerator off to let it rest. But sometimes (laughs) I just think it needs to rest. And so I'll turn it off. Um, But I do have my friend Jill has one too. And she has four kids. And so I think she fills hers up multiple times a day. But she says it's really nice not have to her kids just go and get ice all day long for their water. And she said it's, I mean, she said she loves hers as well. I mean, and I should just tell people that when Lindsay loves it so much that sometimes when we like the first party we went to at someone else's house, Mm -hmm. Lindsay was like, do you think I should bring a bag of ice? (laughs) You did. You said that. And we brought a bag. Remember? We put this, we put our Sonic ice in like plastic Ziploc baggies and we carried them over to our friend's house because he was having a dinner party. That's right. And we were like, we brought you ice. And And everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. Naked ice. (laughs) Not your weirdo refrigerator ice. I will say too, um, you had a Seder here with your community group. We're not Jewish, but you had a Seder here. And um, that was what, 13, 14 people? And I did bag ice. We did bag ice so everybody could have that. So it's not, whenever it fills it to drawer, it's probably not enough for 13 people. I would say it's probably enough for six people. Maybe to get yeah six or a, eight six or eight, eight to get a, a a glass full of ice and that would be a whole glass full yeah exactly I think that's probably right so I just had some on standby so then it wouldn't we wouldn't it's not like who's your favorite who's getting the Sonic <laughs> Nugget ice okay. that's right and it does take like a little bit of time it but does. the benefit of having it on all the time is it just is constantly it's just making. constantly going so that's mine what's your next one that's so <laughs> good okay my next one is Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. And so he's Hundo P all the way. He is Hundo P, but and I wouldn't have said that thirty days ago because I didn't know I, enough of him. I would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we have some friends that were going to the concert, got tickets, invited me to go. Said, "Hey, would you like to go?" And I like I love live music. I, I like to hang out with friends. I like to hang out. I thought it would be fun. I was, but I was not like a huge Ed Sheeran fan. Like, I think I probably could have named like three songs that he sang or sings at that point in time. Right. But then, as we started getting closer to the concert, I started listening to his music. And turns out I like his music way more than I thought I did, which was great. Yep. Second of all, um, there's this documentary, like docu-series that just came out on Disney+. Plus. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Dis- uh, my friend Andrea told us to watch it on Disney Plus, and it is really good. It's four episodes. Talks about him, his wife, his daughters. It is really geared toward towards talking about his most recent album that mm-hmm. just came out. And mm-hmm. so his album came out. It's called Subtract, mm-hmm. and it came out the week before the tours. The week, week before the tours in Houston, and yeah. so like a week ahead of time. And the album Subtract is a little more mellow. Right. It's kind of like uh, easy listening, kind of a little sadder almost songs. And so he put out this docuseries to kind of tell the story of why this album is different than some of his most recent music. And it's because he had a really tough year last year. His wife got diagnosed with cancer um, and it was pretty serious. And mm-hmm. then she ended up being fine, but it was a big scare. And then his one of his best friends passed away mm-hmm. um, and who was kind of a music guru um, producer 
kind of had SBTV in your in London yeah. in England helped Ed kind of get yes, a name for himself. They had kind of Jamal kind of helped him get started. Yeah, and it and he passed away, mm-hmm. and so he has been dealing with that grief and that loss. And so it said on the documentary, like when his wife got diagnosed with cancer, she was like, well, he went down into the basement and he was gone for like four hours and he wrote seven songs. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's just the way that Ed deals with stuff. And so then he came back up. And I mean, I think some of those songs are on the album. So yeah. it's pretty, um, it's just great. It was a really good, it was a really great video or docu-series of videos. There's four of them. They're pretty short. They're yeah. fun to watch. They talk about his family. They talk about him living in the UK, stuff like that. I they talk about it, the tour. I walked in on you watching one and ended up watching three of the four, I believe. <laughs> That's two right. and a half of the four. And what I learned was how endearing that he is. Yes. Because he's he really is this dorky redheaded kid from the UK who just happens to have an amazing voice and amazing ear for music and loves what he does and loves his wife and loves his friends well and very talented yeah I thought this this it's kind of the Taylor Swift theory too where if you you let you let your fans in on your personal life they feel like they know you and they feel like they can understand you a little bit better and why you write the way you do. And so once again, I hope that we get an Eras tour documentary, just like we got this I Ed Sheeran totally documentary. I totally agree. And like Ed, I mean, he was, he was the two things that I thought were really interesting was one, he travels with most of his best friends on the tour, yes. which I think is super interesting. And we've thought about that a lot with Taylor. Yes. Like who's hanging out with what, Taylor What are here? they doing? What yeah. is she doing when she's in Houston for three days? Like kind of th- that kind because of thing. Because he said otherwise, you're yeah. super duper lonely or you do stupid stuff. You get into trouble right. in a way that you probably shouldn't. Exactly. And so he's got all these people grounding him as and kind of keeping him humbled a little bit too because they've been with him forever like oh look at all these bajillion people loving you let's calm down a little bit Ed. yeah and then the second thing i was going to say is the which i'm sure most people know about this but the loop that i didn't know that that was the way he plays music is like he is the only person on the stage most of the time yeah this most recent concert he did have like several other band people that were they had like a drum player that was under one corner of the stage and then a guitar yeah. player another corner of the stage for some songs. So yeah. this this tour was a little different. But typically, he plays with a loop, which is where he creates all the music from the stage that night. Mm-hmm. So there's no, like, backbeat or music that's put in. Mm-hmm. He makes it from the stage. So mm-hmm. he, like, pushes a pedal on the floor and it records that beat yep. that he has made on the stage that night. Yep. And then he pushes another pedal on the floor and he adds a layer to that mm-hmm. beat. And it is super interesting to watch him kind mm-hmm. of create that music. And then it's funny to watch him kind of mess up too. Yeah, like one like, time whoop. in Houston, he was <laughs> like at the tour when, when I saw him, he had missed it. And so he was like, nope, we're going to start this one again. Let's wipe it clean and start it again. Because he was like, and he said on the documentary, he was like, if I miss the beat wrong, I have to start over because yeah. I can't, you, there's no you way to fix it. Sing like to it. You just can't sink it. So, so awesome. it was super interesting. The tour was great. He put on a great show. He sang for about two hours. He sang all of his hits. It was at the same arena where Taylor played. And I mean, I would say there was probably a little less people. Cause I think Taylor was like maxed out. Every seat was yeah. taken. I think Ed had probably some available tickets or at least some people that couldn't make it, couldn't make it. But he, 
he plays well to an arena that size. Mm-hmm. I had lots of people ask, like, oh, man, I thought it would have been at, like, Toyota or someplace a little smaller. Yeah. But he could fill it. Yeah. And he has the presence to fill it. And he did a really, like, just a really great job of, as a performer, to kind of hype up the crowd and, awesome. and play the songs. So I loved it. He also just won a big lawsuit, which is kind of fun, too. Yeah. So I know P for that. <laughs> He, he like, fought against his music, so it was pretty cool. There is a neat video of him. Did you send me this? Someone else sent me this on probably in a reel somewhere on Instagram. <laughs> but there's, like, of him at in trial when he's giving testimony, and he's saying, like, I'm going to play these same chords, and these same chords are used in, like, 13 different songs. Yeah. And so, like, he plays it, and it's his song, and then it's the song that was the subject of the lawsuit yeah. and then it's like five or six other songs yeah. that are all those same chords and so he was like you can't say you, you can't own say that. that you own these chords because if you say that it ends music like there's right. only a limited number of chords right. that, chord combinations oh, that can wow. be played anyways he won it was super great and he talks about it on the docuseries too like saying how that was another reason why it was a tough year yeah. because it was an expensive and yeah. long legal battle to finally fight to win mm. so mm-hmm. it was great Okay. My next one is going to be quick. Um, no, we said that about the ice maker, and it wasn't quick. We we've got too, There's just too many good things we've got to talk about. I got a new car. Woohoo! It's a Mazda CX-5, and what I I love most about it is that I've always wanted an SUV, and now I'm up high. The last time I feel like what I feel now with this car is when I first moved in with you. Because Aww. there were all of these things that, you know, look, a garage <laughs> That's right. I, that had a garage door opener. Never had that before. Um, ice that came out of the refrigerator. Obviously, I've upgraded my yeah, ice yeah. now, but I had never had ice that came out of the refrigerator. I'd never had a washer and dryer in my house before I lived with you. And so that's what this car feels like because I can answer the phone and hear people through the speakers. Yeah, you and we set up your Bluetooth. Uh, you set up my Bluetooth, which I didn't know was a thing. I was still plugging in my phone. I've had it for a couple of weeks. Um, so that's very exciting. And then uh, my I can oh I can close the, my trunk with just pushing a button. That's and it right. Goes, mm, and it goes down. It's very exciting. I have a, a sunroof that that's can right. open and I forget about it. I forget that it's up there. Yeah. Um, and seat warmers. You gotta love seat warmers. Yes, I live in Texas. Whatever. It's what degree outside right now? 82? Who cares? I am 47 years old and yep. need heat for my lower back because my hip hurts since I, I, got, I got my knee replaced. And so I love, it's my own little personal heating pad. I feel you. And I love the it. other day I was on my way, I don't, I think I was on my way to work, which there's no reason. It was probably 90 <laughs> degrees and I turned on my heat seaters just because I, I mean my heat seat warmers. Yeah. I turned them on just because I love it. It yes. feels so good. Yes. It's just, it feels Things I did not know I needed. And it's your car that. is super pretty, too. It's Tell them what color pretty. it is. It is a deep midnight blue that it, it's called crystal blue. And it is gorgeous. And it's what did you name your car? I named my car, um, thanks to our friend Stephanie. I got it during Taylor Swift Eras Tour weekend. And she said, you need to name your car Betty. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and Betty Carnelia. That's right. <laughs> 
So I made a Betty friendship bracelet, and now it's in my car. I love that. Thanks. I love that so much. Thanks. It's such a, it's a really pretty car. It is a pretty car. And it drives I great. I love it. Very it's smooth. I'm so high. I'm so high up. I think, oh, backup camera. Stop it. <laughs> I'm never going to run into anything from the back now. I can't promise front and side, <laughs> but the back is going to be so great. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Okay, what's your next one? My next one is <clears throat> Ava Crowder. Yeah, who's she? <laughs> you know what? I probably should have looked this up before <laughs> when we did the podcast. I don't actually. I think she's in a character from a TV show okay. a long time ago. Great. But more importantly for this podcast, <laughs> that is the name of a drink, mm. and it's a bourbon drink. I know that mm, won't surprise. shock you, but it's a bourbon drink. It is, um, the, the restaurant is here in Houston called Cultivare. So, yes. or Cultivare. Cultivare, or like Cultivare. But it's an Italian restaurant that's here in Houston in the Heights where we live. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I love Cultivare as a restaurant. I also really love this drink. In fact, I'm going to venture to say it's my favorite drink Ooh. in the entire city of Houston. My favorite Eesh. cocktail. I just love it. Big I think words. it's great. Mm-hmm. It is a big word. but And people will ask you like, what's in it? And I would always say, I don't know. It's a bourbon drink and it's really good. <laughs> Well then, so this year I started a New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. and most people have New Year's resolutions to like um, learn a skill, eat less, <laughs> yes, learn a skill, drink less, things like that. You know what I decided mm, to do? Tell them. Come up with a new cocktail every month, <laughs> and so I have a signature cocktail every month that I am cultivating. That yes, month. I'm learning how to make because then I thought it'd be really fun at the end of the year to yes. be able to say. I have made 12 brand new cocktails. Right. How awesome is that? So I find cocktails. Meaning you're learning 12 cocktails. Yes. So I will. You're not reinventing that, the Ava Crowder. That's a great yeah. point. That's a great mm-hmm. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am just basically like getting the stuff to make it, learning how to make it, and then making cocktails. Yeah. So I mean, I made like a French 75, yes. but I made it with bourbon instead of gin just because I like bourbon. Yeah. I've, I've made um, like a punch, a bourbon yes. punch. Uh-huh. M- most of my drinks have been made with bourbon, but I'm going to switch. you got a lot of bourbon. Just, it's just because I have People a lot of People bring you bourbon all the time. And I love yeah. bourbon, and so yeah. I, I, most of my drinks are bourbon, but I've made one gin drink. Um, we're going to make, we've made a tequila drink. Yes. So it's, we we make different kinds of drinks, but then I decided, you know what? Mm. I really want to learn how to make the Ava Crowder mm-hmm. because- is my favorite. I should be able to find it somewhere. So I found it in this like, I don't know, Southern magazine that mm-hmm. was where Cultivator had put the recipe on this magazine in this magazine a couple years ago. And I found it online. It had the ingredients listed out. And so I bought them all. Like one night I just decided on, <laughs> you know, Amazon. I'm going to Amazon everything. Because you got to Amazon some of these ingredients. Because some of these ingredients They're are not pretty, in your pantry. They're pretty specific. We could, I can send you the link and you can add yeah. the link to the, to the. For sure. Items. But um, one of the ingredients that goes with the bourbon is Ramazzotti. And that's kind of an unusual liqueur. I think it's an Italian liqueur. Everyone asks me what it tastes like. And I don't really know because mm-hmm. it's just its own liqueur. That's probably the most unique thing. Well, except for there's also like maple syrup and like sugarcane vinegar. Yes. You have to make your own molasses yeah. at one point in time. <laughs> so it's like a higher, it, it requires a little more um, work yes. to make this drink. But it is good. Yes. And I have mastered it and I'm pretty excited about yes. it. So and it's most, very, very fun. Most bourbon drinkers who you offer love it. They really do. Love it's it. I think l- if you like bourbon, you will love this. Yes. I totally agree. It's a little, it's got a little bit of a sourness to it. Mm-hmm. So it's 
Which is odd because you put maple syrup in it. It is. So that's what I was about ready to say. It's Mm -hmm. a little bit of sweet, a little bit of sour, a little bit of bourbon. It's it's just really good. Anyways, so it's really fun. Um, It's Mm -hmm. been great. It's my favorite drink that I've learned how to make. Yay. I think it's good. I think it's really fun. I think it's good too. I don't know if I could drink a whole one though. But I'm not one to just drink a glass of bourbon either. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's understandable. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I've also punch, perfected it since your last time. Your punch, so you I could drink like it's Kool-Aid. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I did make... Have you done one for May? I haven't done one for May yet. Eesh, you got to get on it. I know, and I thought about it actually today. Okay. When I was downstairs, because I was like, I should have done that this weekend. I don't know what oh, I was thinking. Oh, weren't. But mm-hmm. we, got, we got Big Memorial Day next weekend. Mm, big Memorial Day. So I got lots. God bless Memorial America. Days. I don't know what I'm going to make, though. Mm. I think I'm going to try to use gin. Okay. Because I don't have that's like base. it's as my base. Mm-hmm. Because I've I haven't made a gin drink in a while. Yep. I feel like I want to make a gin drink. Good. So I think that's what I'm going to do is maybe perfect learn, learn a gin one. Okay. Your okay. Turn. My next hundo p is going to be just quick quick rapid fire Netflix stuff Throw that I have enjoyed. Um, so I'll go really fast. The first one is Night Agent. Yes. On Netflix. It is uh, really suspenseful. There's a bit of a love story. It's not scary. The guy is cute. The guy is very cute. It's an interesting twist on things that happen at the White House. And so I would say give that, watch the trailer, watch the trailer on all these and see what you think. The other one is Charlotte, which is um, a prequel of the Bridgerton series, Queen Charlotte's yes. uh, origin story. And... It, um, I think I, all I'll say is stick with it. Yeah. Just stick with it. And it may say it was a little slow at the beginning. It was a little slow at the beginning, but if you stick with it and you learn why she is the way she is and why her husband is the way she, her husband is, it's going to make watching future Bridgertons right. more enjoyable, I think, because you're going to understand what's behind, um, a lot of the characters, but yeah. that'll make it more exciting. And then the last two or two that we've kind of squished in um, really quickly, it's the Indian Matchmaker, which Mm -hmm. we've watched on Netflix before. This is the third season of Indian Matchmaker. And it was, it was exciting. Spoiler alert. They don't get married. I don't. I don't understand why we're doing a whole thing. (laughs) We get so excited about these matches. And at the end, no one gets married. So just go in with those expectations. Right. So you're going in to learn culturally what this is about and what Simba from Mumbai has to say to us that is so fun. And and you just need to go in knowing that. Sima is super interesting. She really is. And we get a little bit of her backstory this season, which is fun. But on the flip side of that... Netflix, in the same vein, it's all the same. It's just a different lady. Right. Jewish matchmaking. That's right. And that, we watched that, what, in a day? In a day Maybe and a half? Two days. A day yes. and a half? They're 30-minute episodes, which makes They're it pretty short. super, mm-hmm. super easy to binge. But it was also something that's just as fascinating culturally, spiritually, right. to see the this other religion on how different it can be 
being Jewish. Right. Like You think you know what being Jewish is. And the the lady's like, you don't know what being Jewish is. Because you can be this Jewish. You can be that Jewish. You can be over there Jewish. You could be... I mean, there's one couple that... And I didn't know this before I watched the show. That doesn't touch throughout until they're married. Until they're married. And they're like, obviously, Orthodox. Orthodox. Yeah. But it's a whole name. Like, they call Mm -hmm. it something specific Mm -hmm. for dating. Which is where they don't touch the entire time. Like, they Mm -hmm. don't, like... (laughs) Touch across the table. No. They don't touch when they get on the when cars. They're walking, I mean, they're not, like, they're not no, touching. like no touching until the wedding. And it's shocking to me because I found myself as I was watching it, like watching them at dinner, and I'd be like, they're about to touch. Their hands are about to touch. Because they were like sharing a meal at one point in time. And I was like, 100%, he's going to touch her hand. Like it is going to happen, inadvertently happen, and then it's all going to be ruined. But they didn't. They didn't touch. It didn't touch. It was good. It was good. And then the last thing I want to say this is so random, but I'm just going to say it because it was so Hundo P since we last Hundo P'd. Um, we've done candy a lot on this That's episode. Right. We have a lot of candy around our a house. A lot of candy around our house. We are notorious for the Reese's Pieces eggs. Reese's Pieces eggs, not Reese's eggs. It's like Reese's Pieces in the shape of an egg. It's a better candy to peanut ratio. They're delicious. Peanut butter ratio. So what Laura's mom got us both an Easter basket in a bag, an Easter bag for <laughs> Easter and Dove, we all know Dove. You often said you've loved Dove chocolate. I do love Dove chocolate. She knows this. She loves you like dark chocolate. She knows I like milk chocolate. But what she got us this year, you in dark chocolate form, which is very rare. Yes. To have dark chocolate and caramel together. Yep. You will often find milk chocolate and caramel together. Yep. But I wanted to point out that she found bunnies... Little bite-sized bunnies. They're like maybe yeah, two inches two tall. two inches tall. Shape of a bunny. Pretty thin. And you got a bag and I got a bag. Individually packaged. Individually packaged. You ate your bag. I savored my bag. You and did. And you were like, wait. There used to be left. one sitting yeah, on your I, desk. I, I ate it the other day. But I thought, this is, for dark chocolate lovers... It was a Try to find dark chocolate with caramel in the middle. Oh, yeah. You can find mine. Because... I think there's another, you can just buy bags of caramel doves, but you're not going to find a dark chocolate one. So I would suggest you look for that if you're a dark chocolate fan. And the bunnies are just a good proportion. They are. It's a good portion of caramel too. They are. Chocolate. Um, A tradition that we have done in the past also. I can't wait. I'm so excited. (laughs) On Hondo Peas, we have a taste test at the end of our Hondo Pea episodes to live in real time decide if something is hundo p that's right because we sometimes say hundo p or hundo z right hundo z is not a thing hundo z is not a thing we made it up we made it up so on the spot we decide if something is hundo p or hundo z and then we we get really lame and say hundo q because we we can't decide we need more time that's right in the last i'm gonna say six days i have received No more than 78 times people telling me (laughs) that the Bluebell ice cream flavor of the year, they come out with a new one every year, is Dr. Pepper Float. That's right. And we found, lo and behold, at the local Kroger, some Dr. Pepper Float Bluebell. That's right. And so we are going to pause 
and takes um i'm gonna i'm gonna get us a little little range i'm gonna make it so cute my little dessert things that i got from my grandmother oh, when I she can't passed wait. away i'm so Let's excited use those dessert bowls. and we'll put a scoop or two in those bowls and then live on air we're gonna taste and we're gonna say if we believe it's hondo p or hondo z or hondo q or hondo q because we might need more time to decide <laughs> that's right but the last time we did this, we drank that nasty drink and we knew immediately. And and I'm sure everybody loved and that And one of the other times we ate those jelly beans, remember, that were yeah. like Thanksgiving? They were not. Or no, maybe it was candy corn. It, it, it was candy corn. Ugh. That like green bean candy Yuck. corn. Tell me about that it. That was awful. I think I'm feeling good about this one, though. I'm pretty excited about it, too. I like ice cream. Yeah. I like Bluebell. I like Dr. Pepper. I like Dr. Pepper. I mean, I like Dr. Pepper floats, so... should be easy if you ask me. Let's do it. Okay, I have with me what it says on the label. Bluebell ice cream, Dr. Pepper float. So, so it's vanilla, made with, like, real Dr. Vanilla Pepper. Vanilla-flavored ice cream with a Dr. Pepper sorbet swirl. Oh, no, that no. I feel just, good about it. I love a sorbet. Okay. I love a rainbow sorbet. <laughs> Sure Dig this, in. Get a good I'm sure this is gonna be the same. mixture of brown and white. Yes. That's what it looks it, like. It's it looks, brown and white. It's good. Now, we all know I'm a fan of Dr. Pepper, so this should be good. Are you ready? Clinking. Clink. One, Cheers. two, three, go. Oh, no. Hmm. <laughs> I took a very big bite. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this one. Is it? carbonating in my mouth or am I imagining that? I think that's the sorbet. <laughs> um, I took too big of a bite the first time. Hey, it tastes like Dr. Pepper. Yes. I'm going to say... I like it. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say I don't hate it. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I like it. If it literally melted right now in the container... It would taste it would just be a Dr. like float. a Dr. Pepper float. I think it's very authentic. I'm, I'm thrown by the sorbet part of it. I don't know why, but I am. But I'm going in for my third bite right now, so I'm going to say I liked it. I, my first bite was a little too big. That was that was annoying for you listeners. Sorry. We apologize. <laughs> we got we were overexcited about it. Um, I think this is what I'm going to say. I like I like the taste. I do like the taste. I could not eat uh-huh. an entire bowl of this. Right. I don't think. I mean, right. well, maybe I could have like one small scoop. Right, right, right. But right, it's, right. Because it's a little strong. Yeah. But if you like, and you have to like Dr. Pepper. Right. Because it tastes like Dr. Pepper. It really does. I'm going to say, for me, my answer is Hundo P. Mmm. What would you say? Are you a Q? Can you pee it? <laughs> I think I'm a. I think I'm a. I'm gonna stick with a Hundo P. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Hundo P. And the reason why I'm going Hundo P is because I thought it was gonna taste like a fake flavor. Yes, like it, and it wasn't doesn't. gonna taste like that, and it really does taste like Dr. So Pepper. So if you eat the Dr. Pepper jelly beans, they kind of taste fake. If you yes. chew the Dr. Pepper gum, they try. This is not that. Right. So this, uh, for the authentic factor, I'm gonna give it a Hundo P. 
for like a, if, am I gonna get it again? Yeah. Probably not, because I'm going to choose um, Texas Two-Step. You're going to get it again, though, because I'll have it in the freezer. Oh, that's such a good point. But I would I would typically pick Texas Two-Step over this. Okay. But it's I like settled. this. I think this is, I think it's pretty good. I And the reason why I'm giving it a hundo P is because it greatly exceeded my expectations. <laughs> Because I thought it was going to be like, mm, it's like those a, 23 flavors. <laughs> it is. Every one of them. I taste them all. Give a little time to me. We'll burn this out. We'll play hide and seek to turn this around. Hey, thank y'all for listening. And thanks to Laura for coming in prepared with her Hundo P picks. We really did love the Dr. Pepper Float ice cream. I suggest you find it if you can. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. Alcohol